Hello and welcome to episode number 96 of The Heart of Teaching. I'm Nathan Rivers and today's episode is entitled Fostering and Family. Now we're just four episodes away from our 100th extravaganza and believe me when I say that we have something very special planned for all of you. You don't want to miss what's coming up. And speaking of all of you, it's thanks to your continued support that we've been ranked 10th in the world for teacher podcasts on Feedspot. This couldn't be possible without you, our listener, for continuing to stop by every week and listening to our stories. Thank you all so much for this incredible honor. If you know anybody in the community that's making a difference, send us a DM on Instagram. We'll shout them out in an upcoming episode and explain their impact on the community. This week, we'd like to recognize the former teacher and administrator in West Vancouver, British Columbia, Mr. Bill McKittrick. Your ability to always look out for those students and colleagues you taught and worked with will always be special. Thank you for all that you do. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. The link to do so is available in the episode description. The Heart of Teaching proudly supports Mom Stop the Harm. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to The Heart of Teaching. I'm Dave Ruzicki with my student producer and my great friend Nathan Rivers, and thanks for joining us today. As always, both Nathan and myself, we appreciate your company. Now, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about fostering young adults and the good that you can do regarding someone's life. Now, honestly, when I first started teaching 40 years ago, the thought of fostering any of my students never came into my mind. The fact that teachers would open their homes to those young adults in need seemed like such a foreign concept. And honestly, in many cases, it it almost seems sketchy as well. I mean, students living with their instructors, living with their teachers. Well, that's what I used to think. That's what I used to think until a, a series of circumstances in my career changed that concept. Now, Jan and I began to open up our homes years ago to some of my students who were in need. And, you know, the truth is both of us have been very fortunate and blessed by the relationships we were able to develop with those kids. And once again, I'd never planned on it. It just, honestly, it just kind of happened. So let me tell you how it all began. About 27 years ago, when I was coaching football at one of the local high schools, one of my captains was actually never eating his lunch when uh, we were having film session during uh, our lunch breaks. And I asked him why he wasn't eating, and he said he he ate it at at recess time and uh, that he actually wasn't very hungry. And I never really gave it a second thought until one of the other captains said that this young man, the young man in question, didn't have a lunch. And some of the boys on the team were all giving him a portion of their lunch. What happened was that this team member had been left on his own because his parents had gone back to the original country on business, but had been detained indefinitely. And my captain was now on his own at 16. The rent on his apartment was uh, due and the team kept it a secret because they didn't want social services to become involved and most likely they thought that he'd be moved from the school to a new setting where the foster care or group home was situated where it was located. So because the rent was due, he slept at several team members' homes without informing those parents his family was gone. Now the moment that I found that out, I called him into my room before practice and I asked him to tell me the truth. Well, he broke down 
and he begged me not to turn him in or say anything. And he didn't want to leave the school, his friends, and the team. You know, at that moment, all these thoughts came rushing through my head, and the word family was at the forefront. And that's because I used to tell those boys on my team that they were, we were, like a family. And they were like my children, in a sense. I also wondered how many times that word's been used by coaches to try and bond a group of athletes and create a chemistry between the players and, more importantly, the coaches. And I also wondered, what does that word actually mean? And what's the substance behind it? And what is a coach actually really prepared to do to support its players, the students. Now, I remember decades ago, I actually had a coach use that term family with my teammates and myself, and that would have been early in my football career. And it was a hollow word, because honestly, that coach, he could be very mean-spirited. And he wasn't as interested in the concept of family as he was with winning. But that wasn't going to happen with my team or with my boys. And in seconds, I decided what I needed to do. I asked my captain where his clothes were, and he had all of them in a duffel bag in the football locker room, and I told him to throw them in the back of my truck, and he begged me not to take him to social services. I told him to relax, and that I was going to take care of him. I said that I had an extra room downstairs at my house, and he was welcome to stay there until he got everything sorted out if he wanted, and he was so grateful. I then phoned my wife. Now, let me tell you something. It sure helps to have a partner that's in sync with you and has a huge heart. And Janet sure does. I told Janet that we're going to have a guest for a while. And she said, how long? And I said, I honestly didn't know. I just said it was one of the captains who needed someone to help him out. And that's what our team does, help each other out. My wife paused and said it was all good. And again, my wife's incredible. And there were no questions asked other than she goes, what do the two of you want for dinner tonight? I then went to the school counselor and she phoned social services and social services immediately. And again, they were awesome. They checked me out, vetted me, did a criminal record check and gave me emergency custody of my captain. All done by the book. Now he lived with Janet and I for close to a year until his parents eventually did return. And with us, he was safe and he was cared for. That season, it was a great season. And we welcomed him to our home like he was family. And the truth is, he was family. It was actually not a a difficult transition. And we had the room and we had the resources. And it felt good to, to help out someone that was in need. The only pushback, surprisingly, came from one of my administrators who said it didn't look good. And he wanted me to let social services place my captain with another foster family or put him in a group home. I remember actually staring at this admin in disbelief. And I reminded him that social service said it was, was a great fit. And they said that it would be awesome to have him with someone that this young man trusted. And my captain was thrilled to be with his coach. Now, my administrator became agitated and he repeated himself once again. He said that it just didn't look good. I actually kind of lost it on him, and I gave him something to reflect on. And I said to him, I said, to who? Who doesn't it look right to? I said, what, do you think the staff is upset with me because I've taken in one of the students, one of my captains? All they want to do is help out, and I've never received so much support until Janet and I took this young man into our home. 
and then went on. I said, the students, you think that they're upset? They understand in the school, finding that someone in the school actually cares about them, and they like that. You know, I can walk down that hallway, and those little kids will give me an incredible amount of respect for what I did for one of the students in the school. And the parents, the parents who know, all they want to do is thank Jan and I for reaching out and helping this young man. And they've offered so many times to have us over for dinner and do whatever's necessary to make sure that he's safe. And my players, you know what? They finally know what the word family really means. And those boys, they'd run through a brick wall for me because they know I care about them. And the truth is we had an incredible season that year and they punched way above their weight class. And so I went on. So tell me, who doesn't it look good to? He paused and he simply shook his head and said, fine, I just don't want to hear about this again. The truth is I was disappointed in his response, but I wasn't going to let him change what was already in place. And he just left us alone. Since that moment, Jan and I have fostered three other young adults who needed a hand. And in all of those cases, received unconditional support from the administration and social services. And everyone is absolutely awesome. And people bend over backwards to help us. As in any family, I mean, there were some challenging times, but nothing that couldn't be worked through. And all those kids were special, as was our relationships. Now, this episode... It was never intended to be a look at me episode and it's not as much about Janet and I as it is about those of you out there that are listening. It's about reflection and there may be some of you out there that have the space and the resources and the heart to open your homes to some young adults that desperately need a safe place to live and people that care about them and prepare to step up and help out. You know, earlier this week I read a startling statistic that 83% of all those young adults that are incarcerated had no one in their lives that actually cared for them or mentored them. Now, this may not be for everyone, and it's a commitment. And I honestly never would have thought about myself fostering kids until I realized in one defining moment that I didn't want to be that one coach, that teacher, that had the ability to step up and make a difference, but instead took a step back. I wanted my kids to know that there was substance behind my words, especially when we talk about doing the right thing. And I want my players and students to always remember the concept of family and what it means to me. So once again, if you have the resources and you want to make a difference, seriously, think about fostering those young adults that are in need. And if you're a coach and you start using the concept of family, make sure you fully understand what that concept means. And more importantly, what you're prepared to do to try and support those players that are in your care. This is Dave Verzicki with Nathan Rivers. Thanks so much for being with us today. Both of us will be back next week. Hopefully you will too. And it's only three weeks until our 100th episode. And both Nathan and myself, we've got something amazing planned. And you'll really enjoy it, guaranteed. So, as always, please take care, be well, and peace.